0: Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to The Sports Card Therapist, a sports card podcast. You are on the mic with Rob. Don't forget to hit him up on social media with questions and comments. Thanks for tuning in to The Sports Card Therapist.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Card Therapist and Sports Card Lessons bi-weekly collab. My name is Rob, your Sports Card Therapist.
0: I'm Ken Karens, Sports Card Lessons. Actually, I should say Big Ken, right? Big Ken. Big people, Ken.
1: people are like, yeah, I, Ken, I was looking all over for you at the show. What are you like, six four, six five? 6'5"? You're like, no. <laughs> All, all six eight of me right Um, <laughs> uh, yeah man so this is I believe our maybe third week in a row doing the bi-weekly collab but I mean we have probably we probably have at least 15 or 20 episodes under our belt just in total right yeah absolutely yeah over the over the
0: course of my two seasons and your
1: three seasons and I'm on, on my collab, collab by the way I'm on my fourth I believe oh you're on season four I'm on season four. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to look up in real time because like I always say, we don't really do much prep for this. Um, So Monday I dropped episode 166 with dinged corners uh, with sports car dad. So this is episode 167 for me. And then for you, it's what?
0: Um, For me, it is episode 83. Okay. Nice man, good yeah, stuff. Good Eighty-three, stuff. yeah, because I, I I hit eighty two episodes. I couldn't believe it. I talked about it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. closing in on
1: a hundred fast. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like, let's just jump right into Hofstra. Um, Adam Sandler was there. I was not. You were. Yeah. Um, and me and Adam hanging out. Apparently, you guys. Adam bought you dinner. Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 We hung
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was kind of cool. You know, you, you would think, and, and, and I said this uh, on my podcast this week, but uh, you you would think that him being there and the camera crews and everything, it was really going to muck things up. Right. I mean, cause you know, Hofstra, the, the aisles are so thin. They, they have that one area for the autographs and they have great people in their signing so that area was completely packed with people so in your uh, opinion
1: like you were you would have thought that them being there him him his film crew being there would have totally screwed everything up and turned it into chaos because there's already the place is always mobbed with no rule yeah yeah And, and when i tell you that place
0: is mobbed you know, and you know where we set up, and you got to oh, go yeah. to the bath You got to go to the bathroom. You don't want to leave your table because there's constant people there, and then you're trying to push through people
1: just to get through. You know, to the bathrooms over there. So it's a, when, it's, it's almost like a twenty minute venture to go to the bathroom and <laughs> back <laughs> when in reality <laughs> it's probably only like three to four hundred feet from you. Kid, I was like OJ Simpson. <laughs>
0: Just banging through people, ro- ro- you know, trying to get through and get back. Yeah. Listen, uh, if you... you would
1: have told me you were gonna make an OJ Simpson reference on this <laughs> podcast, I would have thought you were full of it. But uh I tell you, <laughs> man, you really know how to slice things up here. Um <laughs> so moving, yeah. So Hofstra, good show. Um, any any significant pickups, any pickups for the PC, or is it really just inventory?
0: Uh yeah, like I picked up Uh, a bunch of cards that I immediately put in my case. It was a reminiscent of, of national last year when you're buying cards, putting, you know, repricing them, putting them in the case and they're selling almost immediately. Um, So, yeah, I went back. I, I realized I picked up eight cards and of the eight cards I picked up five, I sold, you know, I sold right back off Uh, and, and three I hung on to, but I hung on to, I could have sold those cards, but I hung on to them uh, being pretty firm on the comp on the price I wanted to sell it for because there were cards that I knew are going to gain in price over the next few months. So I, it wasn't like a big deal. Like if somebody really wanted the card, I would have sold it to them at, you know, at comp, but I wasn't going to let it go, uh, underneath. Um, and I picked up, yeah, I picked up, you know, some PC cards. Um, so I picked up a, a really nice, uh, Brittany Griner uh, it was 2016. It was the Olympic, uh, Olympic autograph card. Um, wow. you, so yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's funny. And I talk about this all the time. The guy comes up and he's looking, he says, I said, Hey, what's in the case? And he says, nah, there's nothing in here. You'd be interested. in." And I said, you never know what I'd be interested in. Let me take a look, see what you have. And as I'm going through, going through, going, he goes, see, I told you, he goes, there's nothing but crap in there. And I get to the very last card and it was the Brittany Griner card. I pull that out. I go, yeah, well, this is kind of a crappy card. You want to get
1: rid of it? Did you say that?
0: I did. I did. What did he say? Did you start laughing? Yeah, he started laughing. I said, what do you he, want for that? And he goes, he well, I knew know. that's
1: a good card, right? Like he, he he probably knows what he has, right? You don't just, you don't accidentally pick up a Britney Griner card, you know? So so the person that has that, they know what they have. That old funny cliche saying, I know what I have. Yeah. but So yeah. you, you got to know he knows it's a top NBA, WNBA card at that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he said right away, it's a pop one. There's no comps on it. There's no comparison cards. There's no way to even even look up a comp. And so I tried to look one up anyways. And he had it on he had it on eBay for twelve hundred dollars, um, which I, I mean, I he said, I had no idea what to ask for the card. So I just threw it up there and see if people would make make
1: offers on it. Um, So, so that's pretty cool, right? Because what happens is you found the card, right? He didn't show you the card on eBay. You went looking for comps, you find the card, right? And talk about, talk about participation is required here and really being thorough. So he pulls out the card. He's like, it's a pop one. There's no comparables, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know what? You could just kind of be like, yeah, okay, I believe him. Seems like a trustworthy guy. Let's start negotiating. But you'd really have no idea what a starting point is. But since you're thorough, you take out your phone, you look it up, you look up comps, but you also see that the same cards posted for sale. And because you did that, he said, yeah, I mean, I just threw it up there. Who knows what? Who knows if I'll get an offer or not? So from there, moving forward, you know that the value of $1,200 to him is ridiculous. So in your mind, you must be like, Hmm, I, I'm going to throw out an offer of 400 and, and I have oh. no idea what what it is you did, but, <laughs> but I'm just kind of imagining right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was
0: interested in a Joe Burrow card um, that I had in the case for 500. Uh, and um, we ended up making a deal where he gave me that card and $300 and took the Joe Burrow card. Now, yeah. he started He started with a one-for-one. One. He just felt that it should have been a one-for-one, one. and um, I just told him I, I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there on that, and then he kind of thought about it, and he said, let me think about it, and he moved away from the table. I helped somebody else, and he came back and he said, you make me an like, what do you think would be the best? And that was the offer I put out there, and he agreed so to it. He gave that
1: Brittany Griner card to at a value of $200, Yep. Wow. Now, let me ask you, um, what what were you into the borough for? Do you know? Uh, Three hundred. Wow. So, so I, I got I got the Brittany for free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I tell you, participation is required, man. And I know yeah. I've said this before, but it really feels like the student surpasses the teacher because I'm hearing that and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if I would've made that deal, I would have, you know, I would have centered almost an entire episode around that deal. My you know, my thinking, the psychology behind it, um, you know, the 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 subtleties of of just you know, just kind of moving away from him and saying, you know, like, you know, I'm going to I couldn't do that. And then you move your focus to another customer. Now, all of a sudden, it's like in his mind, he's kind of like, oh, shoot, like, I don't want to lose this guy's attention. I don't want him to I don't want someone to come up and buy the Burrow card. So now it's really like the balls in your core. And it's not to say that you're looking to take advantage or anything like that, but you're just trying to get the card for as little as you can, because since there's no comps and there's nothing comparable who knows what it's worth? I mean, it could be worth 50 bucks. I mean, we, I think we both know it's not worth 50 bucks, but you know, so it's not to say that you're not taking some risk there too, because I think there's always risk when you're buying a card that's a comp, uh, that's a pop one. And there's really nothing to compare it to. Like you're taking just as much risk as they are.
0: Yeah. Uh, So two things on that. The risk that I'm taking, I don't care because it's gone into this case behind me and it's not leaving. It's not like a card I'm going to be bringing to a show and putting a price tag on. So I'm happy to have it. And two, that really started that whole deal. Actually, three things that whole deal started, you know, whenever the Mohegan show was right, because here I was, you know, buying football out of people's cases there at the absolute lowest prices. Right. So people had and you were there you know it, some people were coming with football and they did we were you know we trying to scoop, or i was trying to scoop it up anyways um on that and three i i think having the room busy too having a busy show where people are you know like if that was a slow show he probably would have stood there and grinded what you know been grinding what you know this whole transaction out. You know, if it was slow, if nobody else was around, it would have been, let's go a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. But and there I think the because-
1: urgency, there was urgency because of the, because of the crowd.
0: Yeah. Because there was somebody else there. I say, he said, let me think about it. I said, Okay. You think about it. I'm going to help this person. And then I started talking to somebody else about, something else. And I just saw him kind of go off to the side. And when I was done, he kind of jumped back in and said, okay, I, I'm ready to make a deal. Like, you know, what wh- what can we do? And Absolutely. I felt offering on a card that there's no comps on. And probably I'm the only person in the room. I, I say that all the time, but I, maybe I'm not, but there's probably very few people that are going to be like, Oh wow. A Britney grinder
1: card. That's what I want to buy. I was, ju- I was just going to make that point. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I bet you're the only person In the room to either a comment on the card if he had a whole Zion box there um, or the first person to actually make an offer or say what are you asking for that right someone might comment on it because it's so niche but how many people actually inquired about it. So, yep. but, and, and that's the thing, right? I, I, I love what you're doing and what you've been doing, because if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it, but I'll paint the picture. If you're listening on podcast behind Ken is a four row display case of all cards, right? And that whole bottom row is Mike Tyson. The yep. entire top row is random soccer, I think. All Trinity Rodman. All Trinity Rogers. So a Rodman, Roger. that's that's uh Dennis Rodman's daughter. Yep. So the entire top row is Trinity Rodman, then the entire second row is Anna Kornikova. Uh there, yep, Anna Kornikova, a couple of
0: her, uh uh Sophia Smith, Rose Lavelle. Um, and then
1: it looks like I'm seeing Serena Williams in the third row. You, you can row.
0: see you can see Brittany that my Britney card right there on the second wow. row.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That's Brittany Griner. Yeah. So,
0: so point and all the tennis, all that tennis. The all most of those cards are all PSA ten, right? Except for like all the tennis is PSA ten. You see Lady Gaga. I gotta I gotta figure out which side I'm on right there. That's Lady Gaga there. She's the BGS 10 pristine. You know, I I put Mike, I put Mike in the case with all the beautiful women.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so what I'm really liking about what you're doing, and I know we spent a lot of time talking about it, um, but I don't think we really kind of put a name to it. But it does seem like after a few years of of being like Ken, what's your PC? And you saying, I don't know, it feels like your PC has really been uh, female athletes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
1: I mean, it started really with the tennis. yeah um, Kournikova. I remember you were getting yep. some of
0: her cards early. Yep, and and um, you know now and what it's been is really uh, you know the soccer, you know the uh, uh, the women's soccer and the WNBA cards. You know, I'm really getting into into both of those. So, and and it's nice for me that they're collectible right it's i'm not i like to go out and find them i like to find that those diamond like the, that needle in the haystack like this guy showed up with you know just this one card in there i found some other cards the same way you know that i talked about um and i enjoy doing that i enjoy looking for the cards and finding the cards and it's completely separate in everything i'm putting in my cases so i don't even have to like say well I PC this person, but I really want to put them in my case too. I'm not even, these aren't even cards that are coming to the show. They're staying here at home. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great, man. That's great. And so, so I'm curious, and this kind of gets into our topic for the show. And I want to say shout out to Joey D uh, Joey, D's cards on uh, Instagram, he you know came up to ken and i at the springfield show and and you know ken and i are set up together and joey d just starts talking to us and he was there for probably about a good half hour on and off just kind of bsing and 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 joey is someone that i've gotten to know um a little bit just from you know dming and stuff like that on instagram and so and it's uh yeah on instagram at joey d cards joey d's cards um so he, he just starts kind of firing off questions at us, and one of them that stuck out was pretty cool, but I wanted to expand on it a little bit. He said, he asked us, well, yeah, I guess we'll go with that question first. He said, if you could PC only one player, who would it be?
0: So, And we both looked at each other and said, This is probably going to
1: make a make for you know a great topic
0: in our next episode.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so if you could PC one person, who would it be? Um,
0: I would probably say Mike Tyson.
1: Tyson, yeah. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what collecting Tyson means to you.
0: Um you know, it's someone that I watched. Um, I, I don't want to say growing up, but I just watched when he was in his prime. Uh, I loved to watch him fight. I, I loved watching him in the movies when he was done fighting in, in the movies. And one of the neat things about collecting his cards is there's not a ton of them, right? There, there's, there's, there's just, odd sets here and there of his that you really, again, like I talk about, you really have to search for these cards and find them. Uh, It's not like a, like a quarterback. It's not like a Michael Jordan card, right. Or a Patrick Mahomes card where there's, there's tons of these in every sets. And you know, that, that a company like Panini is putting out, you know, 30 different variations and all these different, you know, you don't find that with him. It's, it's, his cards are tough to come by. And, and I enjoy looking for the, the, the more, the card, the rarity of the cards, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when he asked me that, I thought long and hard and, cause I couldn't just come up with an answer right away. And what's funny is he actually, cause he listens to the podcast. He actually guessed correctly what my initial guess was. And, uh, that was Mickey Mantle. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about that, about why I collect Mickey and uh, whatnot. But I said, you know what? That was my initial gut feeling, but now I'm leaning toward Eli because just it, it's so so. You know, Eli's rookie year was two thousand four. I met my wife in late two thousand seven and three months later, Eli won his first Super Bowl MVP. Three months later. And my wife, just like me, is like a diehard Giants fan. Um, we've gone through so many games over the years, so many games. Um, never missed a game on television once. Even when we've been in different countries, we always find a way to watch the NFL games because in, in every country we've been to, there's you know, there's like I guess what they consider an American bar and they show all the football games. So mm-hmm. we make sure it doesn't matter what time it is. Um, but the name that came to me and that I settled on was Derek Jeter. If I collect only one player, only one player, and why would that be? And I think it's, you know, because baseball is baseball, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Derek Jeter is someone that I just watched, you know, with my father from being, you know, a younger kid and uh and and watching him win all those world series games but the crazy thing is is i don't have really any decent Derek jeter cards so it was crazy it hit me like a ton of bricks when he's like who would you pc if you could only do one person and then i finally was like okay i got it hmm. and when I thought about it, I'm like, but you don't even PC him now. So what like what what's going on? Why haven't I why haven't I taken the plunge? Yeah, I thought for sure it was gonna be
0: Hulk Hogan. I mean, when he said that, you never answered, and then you were you were like naming off a few people, and I thought in my the back of my head, you know, I know you so well, right? I, I thought for sure it would have been Hulk Hogan just because of you know you you being the hulk hogan super collector right
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean i think the reason why i didn't go with the hulkster is because i basically got out of really watching him when i turned 12 you know whereas jeter jeter literally I was 12, <laughs> so it was like, right around the same year. I was maybe 13 Jeter's rookie year. So, you know, I'd gotten to a point where, okay, I'm going into my teenage years now. And um, as much as I love Hogan, as, as fun as he is to collect, um, you know, I just, as an adult, even as a teenager, I really have no, I guess, feelings toward him. So I don't know if that makes sense, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean I I I remember, you know, with with Mike Tyson, I remember having fight parties, right? You know, when he was parties, so they were fight parties. You used to have to buy buy those fights on pay-per-view. Oh yeah. Everybody come over at 7 30, but the fight wouldn't actually start until midnight, right? So uh so back
1: then back then the fights were either twenty nine ninety five or forty nine ninety five.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think there were more than 40, they were close to fifty yeah, dollars. Really yeah. We really we didn't really have a way to cheat the system back then. Not like not like they
1: do today. Then yeah. I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the UFC, the huge UFC events that happen like every two weeks on Saturdays, um, I think those cost like the big UFC events, I think they cost close to a hundred dollars to buy. Yeah, it's like
0: ninety-nine dollars or eight. That's yeah, because I I I remember I was when UFC first came out, I was watching the UFC. Uh, and um, way back know, in what? the early two thousands. Yeah. Were you really? You were watching yeah, it way back. When it, when it first came out, I yeah. had you know, I had a box that you could put on the TV and you could watch these things,
1: you know. Okay. And then that's when uh, what's his name? Um I think Gracie was coming out, and Gracie was out fighting with like his white karate robe. And he would fight like boxers, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. That's kind of what UFC was like, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and I and, and and I followed it probably, you know, up until maybe 2010, 2012. Uh, and then I just felt that it was um and again here here's an interesting thing. I I, I seem to enjoy not not the title fights right it was all the other fights because i just felt these were people just you know fighting for you know to be in this sport oh, yeah. where the title fights came out there was so much hype around he used to wait so long sometimes i'd fall asleep waiting for the waiting for the you know the actual you know thing to from, from the last fight to when the title fight was going to happen, it would take so long. But those all those pre title fights that started at like 7,
1: 8, yeah, 9, 10. 10
0: oh, I used to love watching those. And then I realized a lot of those you could just, you didn't even have to buy the pay per view. You could watch them up to 10 o'clock, right? So then that's kind of what I started doing. And then, you know. So
1: if you could only collect one sport, one sport you can go back as far as you want what sport would it be uh i think for a sport um
0: it would have to be football to me yeah I mean i i, I get i get it's interesting to say i get the most enjoyment out of obtaining football cards, which is why I think I like this whole dealer thing and being because I can acquire these cards and put them in my case and, you know, I keep acquiring them. It's like this, you know, you know, rinse, wash, repeat type, you know what I'm saying? It's, and I really enjoy that. You know, I love buying these cards as my PC, but if you took all the rest of the hobby away from me, right, what, where would I find these cards? You know, I, my PC is a product of me being in the hobby Um, and being in the hobby, football, collecting, you know, we talk about collecting and you're talking about collecting and keeping, I'm talking about collecting and eventually selling, you know, buying, flipping, that type of thing. So, I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what, what I do in the hobby.
1: So that's what I enjoy the most in the hobby. What about you? Um, You know, I I think if I could collect only one sport, I would have to collect baseball. You know, it's like I want to give it like a longer thought, but I'm like, no, it's got to be baseball. And I think it's because baseball has so many hundreds of sets and so many hundred, you know what I mean? Hundreds of players that I would love to start PCing. I would love to start a side PC of... You can't really... In my opinion, you can't really say that about football. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand it's because baseball's a lot older than football. It's a lot older than basketball, right? Sets were coming out very early. Very early. I mean, the first real mainstream set came out in oh9 and was coming out well before then. Those were the T206s. So I think... I would have to pick baseball just because there's so many incredible sets yeah. and there's and so
0: many. all the way back to what 18 something, right? Oh,
1: yeah. yep. Late 1800s. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many, there's hundreds of just legendary players that if I said their name, you'd be like, yep, yep. I've heard of yep. him. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think with, like I said, obviously baseball is a lot older of a sport, but I think that, you know football and basketball they just don't have the amount of recognizable names incredible storied stories and well documented stories as baseball players
0: yeah but i th- and I, and too i think if you were a fan of the game it's easier to oh yeah you definitely know, to go back and yeah, you know okay. if you took the whole hobby away from me and said you know you won't be setting up at shows you won't be doing any of this anymore just collect what you like, what what you really like, I would be back to the, you know, probably the women's soccer or the, or the women's basketball. I mean, that, that's, that's what I'd be in. But, you know, for me, you know, I, I love football. I watch football. I've watched it my whole life, you know, so um, I enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, not only the modern, but, you know, even the, well, I guess they're all kind of modern, right? How far do they go back? You yeah.
1: um you know, yeah, the, it's pretty ironic that you collect so many female sports players because doesn't Sherry limit the amount of female sporting events you could watch per week? <laughs> now, absolutely not. I live in a house of all women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> even, even the dog's a female, so yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man, that's great. So um, all right. So before we wrap up, Ken, Toronto Expo. Tell me about Ooh. that, man what's going on there yeah i'm very excited very excited spreading your wings you're traveling for shows now i mean i mean like jumping on a plane type traveling yeah yeah are you you taking your jet your private plane oh yeah yeah my private jet yeah i'm driving my it's driving myself down per se but it's your families i know and you know so
0: (laughs) i'm driving myself down to new york to get on a down to, uh, you know, the LaGuardia to get on a, uh, on a plane down there, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, um, I've been to Toronto many times, so it's like not, it's not like a new place for me to go, but going to the card expo is my first time going there. I'm very excited. I've, I've separated my cards. Uh, you know, I have my new Zion backpack with the the, you oh, know, the okay. smaller box in it. So I've got to put all my hockey cards in there. So yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. There's people that you know have been connecting connecting with me that you know I'm going to uh, you know meet up out there. You know through the podcast, things like that. So yeah, you know I'm I'm excited. I you know I like to meet new people. I like to travel, and and uh, I'm going to be happy to get out there to see. You know, a show that's completely different to something I've never seen before. Yeah. Because all the shows we do are, you know, mostly football and baseball
1: um, cards. And here's where we're going out. It's going to be 90% hockey. And one thing I didn't realize about the Toronto Expo is that the card show is actually set up on an ice rink. So, you know, when you go there, it's you're good to go. You get your pair of skates, lace them up, yeah. and uh, yeah. you're yeah. good to go. But I know you're going to be seeing, uh, friend of ours, Jeremy Lee, he's going to be up there. So you're going to be seeing him. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So any, what's what's your big goal? Are you going in with a plan or what? Um,
0: I am going in, I have a number of cards that uh, I'll move that I would like to move. uh, And, and we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to expect. So um, I I've got, you know, a, a small plan. But you you know in this hobby a plan is you need plan A, B, C, D, E, F and G, right? Because until you show up and see what the vibe is and what's going on, you don't know. So I always talk about know the show. I have no idea what to expect here. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that. The, you know, the the uncertainty, the not knowing what to what's gonna happen. So
1: and and you know what uh, the great American poet Mike Tyson once said about having a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's uh, it's a, what everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Is that, uh... yeah.
1: <laughs> so either when when you show up in Toronto, you're either going to get punched out by a Canadian thug, or or you're going to get punched in the mouth with the amount of hockey that you see, and you're going to be like, oh my god, I was not planning on picking up this much hockey just when I, just when i was halfway out they pull yeah. me back in yeah. you know yeah. that's what's gonna happen with you and yeah. uh, going to toronto right as you're trying to trying to move you know a majority mm-hmm. of your hockey cards
0: yeah and, and you know I'm, I'm always i'm always looking um and i say looking but i'm never really prepared because i've got you know, so many things invested in so many other cards, but I'm always looking for an and young guns. You know, I'm always, whenever it pops up online and this and that, I always say, Oh, and then I usually let it pass by. So, you know, if, if I was to pick up a card up there, you know, that may be the place to pick one of those cards up. Um, but...
1: I mean, I would imagine going to Toronto, it's like the equivalent of, picking up a tom brady in massachusetts at a, yeah. at a Massachusetts yeah. show it's like you know you know you're gonna just have the run of the, just everything there is yeah hockey i mean i would probably leave if i went there i'm not even a hockey fan i would probably leave wearing a hockey jersey <laughs> you know yeah
0: yeah yeah and that was one thing i looked into too because toronto's in the playoffs and i said i said is it possible that they're out there playing Saturday night, that they could go catch a game, you know, but they're actually going to be uh, in Tampa on Saturday night uh, when I'm there.
1: You know what? Anytime I, I, I really travel, that's, I do the same thing. If I'm going to a new city if I'm going to a different country, for sure. I'm always like, what sporting teams are there? Okay. What sporting events can I, yeah. Yeah. So when I, uh, when my wife and I went down to Key West, in twenty fourteen. Uh we were down there for only probably like four or five days, but I made sure to Miami is like what two, two and a half hours from Key West, I think. So mm-hmm. made sure to go to a Miami Heat game when I was down there. Really oh, wanted to see LeBron and Dwayne Wade and everything. And mm. um so yeah. You became a local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Ken, it was a pleasure getting together with you once again. Um any final thoughts? How can people get um get in touch with you? Uh sports card underscore
0: lessons on Instagram, uh sports card lessons on YouTube. You know,
1: message me, reach out to me. I'm always available. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, sports card therapist everywhere you get your content. Ken, thank you very much, man. It's always a pleasure linking up with you.
0: It was fun, Rob.
1: Thank you. Enjoy Toronto. Thanks, buddy. All right. And don't forget, guys, take care of yourself and your collection. And take care of yourselves and everyone around you.